You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Ah, there it is. Kirk Cousins. That was after the Saints playoff win, I think, right? Because that was the peak moment of yes. the Kirk Cousins Vikings tenure. Correct. Years ago. Looking to create some more peak moments. Maybe another one against the Saints in London this weekend here. Uh, by the way, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Judd, our executive producer, Declan. And the show is presented in part by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love at TCL. And this is our weekly Purple Picks episode where we will go through some key things about this upcoming game and make our official picks. And uh, these picks presented in part by our friends at Prize Picks, making it very easy to play daily fantasy. So if you have strong takes on what may happen... In the Viking Saints game, for instance, uh, you think uh, you think I don't know Justin Jefferson's going to hit the over on yardage or something. Here's how it works: you pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Prize Picks offers every major sport: NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college sports, etc. You can run mixed sports entries. Promo code North on the Prize Picks app or PrizePicks.com will get you up to $100 bonus matching your first deposit. Promo code NORTH. You can help us out so that they know that we sent you prizepicks.com and the Prize Picks app. Okay, boys. Vikings and Saints in London. These London games can be kind of kind of funky sometimes. Yep. And we'll get to some of the trends later on here when we actually make our pick. But scale of 1 to 10, how big is this game? Okay, I thought last week was big uh, in large part because it was a division game at home coming off a disturbing loss. I put this one at about a three. Like two and two doesn't kill you. It's a to your point, Phil, and you're right. It's a weird game. Um, it's a it's a conference game. It's not a division game. I'm going to give this a three. I'm in. I'm lockstep with Judd um, as the parrot of this Purple Daily Show. I, I say it's also a three. Uh, it's a three out of ten. A three, three. That's a three. Uh, it, it's you're two and one, so you have the luxury of being above five hundred. Um, they're starting a backup QB. They're without their number one wide receiver. Uh, I, I think the Vikings should be able to get a big win here too. But I, I think a level of importance is to start. It's a three out of ten. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's more important for a couple reasons. I think it's like a five out of ten for a few reasons here. It's uh, it, you you need to win the games that you're supposed to win on this schedule if you want to get to like ten or eleven wins. And I I would argue they might even have one in hand. That Packers game was kind of a fifty fifty game, and you you stole it quote unquote by just coming out hot. And the Packers had no film on you, 
So win the games you're supposed to win so you can get your way to 10 or 11 wins on the season. You might at some point have to deal with both division and conference tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. So you want, to, you want to win these NFC games. Um, and I think this is a game that just, it, I thought it was going to be a harder game three weeks ago. So it's kind of a gifted, not easy win. But you get to face Andy Dalton. There's no Michael Thomas in this game. So this is, it, it's, it's level of importance to me is mostly because conference, you want that conference record to be really good. Sure. And you want to cash and bank these wins before you've even peaked, by the way. Like, just keep banking wins while you figure out your offense and your defense and your personnel. Uh, all right, next question for you guys. Is anyone playing or coaching for their job this week? No. Mm. I'm trying to think of playing, but no, I don't think so. Like, I, I you know, there's guys on Cam defense. Bynum? Cam Bynum playing for his job. Cam Dantzler. Uh, Cam Dantzler. I mean, yeah, potentially, but I don't know. Like, I, I, do, I do think when Andrew Booth comes back, if he can stay healthy, which is a big if, if Dantzler struggles in the minds of the coaches, that yeah, that might that might be as close as, as you can come. But no, my initial inclination is nobody is really playing or coaching for their job as far as immediate concern of being re- replaced. In part because Boots always hurt. Like sure, if we knew yeah. he was coming back, but he's always hurt so far. So no is my answer, Dex. I, I think the patience uh, for a guy like Ed Ingram is still pretty pretty long right now, but he's also not gotten off to a great start in his first three games. The line itself as a whole has actually been trending in the right direction. So I don't think they're going to make a change for the sake of it because the majority of the line is playing pretty well. But I do wonder how much longer they can afford to let Ed Ingram play at that level on, on the scale of like 1 to 10, 10 being they must make the change and 1 being no. It's probably like at a four or five still, even with him being the kind of the weakest cog on the offensive line. But he might be one player that they could potentially make a swap in if he continues to not play up to expectations. Yeah, I think uh, there's there's I would say Cam Cam Bynum. Not that he's been terrible, but Lewis Seen is a first round pick that at some point will play. So your your job is just sort of naturally in jeopardy if you have a bad one. And for and I will say, even though Booth has been hurt, Cam Dantzler for whatever reason has just been kind of like halfway in the doghouse with both yeah. of these last two coaches. Yep, you're right. Yeah, he, he got benched. He got benched in a game already. So I would keep an eye on that. You know, I don't think it's time to freak out about Ed Donatel yet. He's not coaching for his job in week three, but Ed Donatel's scheme has been pretty shaky from a yards allowed perspective. And then he came out and vehemently defended his scheme after that Eagles game and threw players under the bus. So he has created some divisiveness that I feel like doesn't fit with Kevin O'Connell's inclusive culture that he's building here. <laughs> so that, that I'm not saying that Donatello is coaching for his job, but I just wonder if, if, if that type of friction pops up again a couple times, does that fit with what Kevin O'Connell's vision is for this team? Something to note. Especially if Andy Dalton carves your defense, then you got a, then you got a problem. Done it before. What is the biggest storyline you're interested in this week? Biggest storyline that intrigues me is is an uh, obvious one, but important one, and in fact, one that I wrote about for VikingsWire.com that you can find this week right now in the latest Zolgad column, um, and it's this: Justin Jefferson. I, you know, I find this to be so intriguing because. I, I get that Jefferson opening week against the Packers was great. 
I get that that in weeks two and three, the Vikings opponents did a very good job for the most part of taking him away. But I also get that there's going to have to be adjustments to now get him back involved, right? And it also intrigues me because there's going to be a certain point of this to get Kirk to probably pull the trigger at times on passes that Kirk doesn't necessarily like to throw, but Jefferson can catch. Jefferson, to be very clear here, also needs to be better. Like there are balls that he has to come back for that he really didn't do a great job of. So I am really intrigued to see, even if it's not for like a big game, I'm really intrigued by how Kevin O'Connell is going to probably have spent nights staying up, watching film, coming up with ways to get Jefferson back involved in a way that you would expect a star receiver to be targeted. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll go with the pass rush. If uh, number one, if Zadarius Smith plays or not, can the Vikings have a, a, a big day on the pass rushing side? So Daniel Hunter's still been grading out as a solid player according to Pro Football Focus, but just a couple pressures, one sack through three games, you're playing a backup QB, um, just an offense too that isn't what it used to be in the New Orleans Saints. Can can you just have some lunch? Can can you go out there and just feast on that quarterback? Can you can you bring the pressure in his face? You know, they've been dropping all this shell coverage and they were getting burned with yards from Ed Donatel's defense. How about the defensive line or how about the defensive scheme in general goes out and blitzes the damn quarterback and puts Dalton on his butt all game long? That's probably what I'm looking forward to. That's a, that's definitely one because the Vikings have one of the lowest pressure rates of any team in the NFL with Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith on the roster. So what what kind of pressure can they generate? This Again, the, the Saints offensive line isn't a disaster, but... You can you can beat the Saints offensive line and whether Jameis starts or whether and it sounds like he's not going to or Andy Dalton starts, you have a statuesque quarterback sitting back there. So get get some pressure on. Um I think actually, you know what? I'm gonna say one of the storylines I'm really interested in here is how do the aging Vikings defensive players look? Travel week. We've already kind of noted, like Jordan Hicks, for instance, is the lowest-graded Vikings defensive player, according to PFF, through three games. We talked about that earlier this week. Eric Kendricks is, he's made a couple plays, but he's just kind of, he's hes not the same quickness as he was before. Um, Harrison Smith, older, banged up. Again, he, these guys aren't grading out well on PFF, and the eye test kind of says the same thing. So how do these guys continue to progress here as we get into the teeth of the season? If they look a little slow now, what's it going to be like travel week, getting deeper into the season, more banged up? So I need to see a little more. What's kind of funny is everyone, this is the funny part. I'm going to rip some Vikings fans here for a second, okay? Some friendly fire. You can't on one side destroy the defense, rightfully so, for how bad they've been largely the last couple seasons. But then, like, go to your grave protecting Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith and Jordan Hicks, the newcomer, right? Patrick Peterson. These guys are old AF in NFL terms. And so when the Vikings defense gets gashed on the ground, it is somebody's fault. And the somebody is the guys I just listed, like Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, make a tackle. And maybe they're not just capable of playing the way that they were uh, a few years ago because of their age. So I, I'm really curious. Are uh, How many of these guys are just kind of on the cliff versus just off to a schematic slow start? Right. You know? And I think part of the problem, too, is this. 
because it's a new scheme completely, the older guys who are who are very football smart are having to think a bit more. And like that's a step right there, right? And in this Could league, be. a step a step slow as death. So like there's a whole intriguing thing to me about once guys are comfortable enough to speed up and to know in in an anticipatory way what's coming, does that get them back to not seemingly be a step or two slow? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But like they're yeah, guys. Harrison Smith, to me personally, has never looked as slow as he did before the game that he suffered the concussion in in week two. Like he looked slow, and I'm curious if that's because he's because he's having to pause and think as well. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Okay. Uh, next question here: What scares you most about the New Orleans Saints? Hmm. I think what scares me most about the Saints is is the fact that. This defense seemingly should be, you know, have no problem with Dalton and company. But Jared Goff stood back there to Dex's point and, you know, was comfortable, didn't get blitzed. Um, What scares me is don't take, don't assume that just because Dalton is old, that he's still not good enough to carve you, you up if you don't play well. That's, that's what scares me because, if you don't blitz him and you allow him to be comfortable and Smith does not play and Hunter does but does not get sufficient pressure, Dalton, was was he with um, the Cowboys, right, here a couple of years back? Mm-hmm. He came in and played well. So, yeah, that scares me. Don't take for granted defensively that just because Winston is almost certainly out and Dalton is playing, that that makes your assignment easier because there are things about Dalton that actually I think should scare you and that you at least have to respect. So the Saints don't run it down your throat a lot, but they actually are still very effective at running the football. They have the fourth most yards per carry in the NFL this season, and Alvin Kamara is not as lethal as he used to be, but they'll still mix in Mark Ingram. Um, They'll still mix in Taysom Hill in some strange packages. If they get their run game going and they don't have to rely on Andy Dalton to win them the game, that's cruise control for the Saints. So the Vikings' run, run defense hasn't been good for basically the last three years. So if the Saints are able to effectively run the football early, make Andy Dalton's life easier than as a quarterback, that's probably what scares me the most. If the Saints come out and just run it down the Vikings' throat and make it very hard for the Vikings' defense to uh, get off the field, that's probably problematic for the Vikings. Um, Man. It, my answer for years would have been Alvin Kamara and just the, the PTSD of that five touchdown game <laughs> oh, yeah. from a few years ago. Uh, but Alvin Kamara, the last couple of years, and he's not that old, but he's just been a high usage guy for yep. for a handful of years in a in a tough league, and he's not a very big guy too, so he's just kind of bounced around. So last year he only averaged three and a half yards a carry. He didn't catch the ball as much offensively. This year been banged up a little bit. Uh, only averaging four yards a carry, only has five catches in the two games he played. So a guy, a guy who's gone from like, you know, used to rack up sixteen hundred all-purpose yards and catch eighty passes a season. Just he's not quite the guy that you have to worry about as much. But and Michael Thomas is out. I think Chris Olave is the thing that scares me the most. He was unleashed against the Panthers last week. Yeah, nine catches, a buck forty-seven. You know, one of the the best young wide receivers in that draft. So I think um, I think if if Chris Olave has broken out here and he's becoming this top young receiver, how are you going to stop him? 
is is Patrick Peterson gonna match up with him and get torched? Is is Cam Dancer gonna have a bounce back? So otherwise, it's largely like self inflicted things. The Vikings' propensity to just play down to their opponent sometimes is probably the thing that mm-hmm. concerns me the most. It could be the, it could be any Andy Dalton led team, and it feels like the Vikings are just like stuck in a pillow fight. So pressure. And what? What do you mean? On Dalton, get get oh, pressure. Okay. If, if you get pressure, <laughs> pressure. I was like. If you get pressure, <laughs> if you, you get pressure on, on Dalton, make him uncomfortable. <laughs> if pressure. you don't, you're you're in trouble. Pressure, pressure is absolutely. You mean like they key. feel the pressure? Yeah. No, no. Playing in Tottenham. Stadium. No, I'm saying don't let the old man be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, Tottenham. Uh, all right, we will uh, we will pick the game here in just a moment. But listen, there's been there's been some hailstorms mm-hmm. around the Twin Cities, and we have a great partner yep. that can help you with one phone call or visit to their website, Declan. Yeah, our guy Adam at Hail Ace and Hail Ace Dent Repair in South St. Paul. They've been fixing uh, automotive hail damage for over 16 years. The best part about Hail Ace, it's, it's zero cost to use. The hail repairs are zero cost to you, and Adam will help you work with your insurance company to help handle that claim from start to finish. So you might be worried about that complicated process of like, all right, did this hail damage happen? Now I got to contact insurance. Your guy Adam will take care of that for you. You can book that appointment now at hailace.com or call them at 651-515-0098. And if you're a Vikings fan, uh, any customer that brings in their car between now and October will be entered for a pairing of late season Vikings tickets in the Polaris Club. So you can get your car fixed and maybe win some great Vikings tickets. Go to hailace.com to book that appointment. Awesome. Uh, Judd is not a handyman, and so he needs help with even the most basic things around his home, which is why a company like Finch Home Solutions is very helpful. Yes, and and, and Dex is exactly right. You know what? Everybody needs a guy. You need a guy for things, (laughs) right? If it's your car, you need a guy. Well, guess what? If you need... If you need anything or have questions about electrical outlets or anything to do with the electronics of your home, you know what you don't want to do? You don't want to DIY it. You know why? Because you can burn your damn house down. Judd is smart enough to know that, but he's got a guy, Cody. And as Phil said, Finch Home Solutions can take care of everything from faulty, faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels. Finch right now offering a free home safety inspection to all Purple Daily fans. Again, Cody is your guy. He's going to come to your house, assess things. No charge, but you will find out what's in good shape and perhaps what's not. 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. Make Cody Finch your guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, he'll be happy to to not only make repairs, but also talk Vikings because this guy bleeds purple. Cody Finch. Uh, and then one more shout-out here before we make our picks. Minnesota Lottery with their Vikings scratch-off tickets. All the rage. All the rage. And it should be because with $10.2 million in total cash prizes, it is time to go big with the Lottery's big ticket Viking scratch game. So big, it even has huge second-chance prizes, too. The Lottery say I'm in. It must be 18 or older to go big with the big-ticket Vikings scratch game from the Lottery. All right, boys, let's pick the actual game here. Vikings against the Saints in London. I tried to hit the Vikings horn there, but... Uh, is that what that was? I think my I think my computer is not having it, so... Brrrr, a crappy acapella version. There you go. 
So let's go through some of the uh, the info here on this game real quick here. Vikings are three-point favorites. This line started at a point and a half. It's moved to three. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if it moves even further with the news of Michael Thomas being out, Andy Dalton starting in place of Jameis Winston. I don't know that like the quarterback change moves the line that much, but I wouldn't be shocked to see this get to four mm-hmm. at some point. Sure. At three... Seventy-eight percent of bets are on the Vikings. Ninety percent of the money is on the Vikings, wow. which makes me a little nervous. A little bit. Uh, according to Action Network, here's the good news: London favorites, which the Vikings are, are eighteen three and one straight up. Whoa! So London favorites, and they've taken the Jaguars out of this because the Jaguars are basically like. A home resident of they're London. Lo- they're London's team, yeah. They have become acclimated on an annual basis, so they've yep. taken the Jaguars out of this number. All of the other favorites are 18-3-1 straight up and 15-7 and against the spread. Minnesota's offense has run hot and cold, but should be able to run and control the clock, especially if the Saints continue to turn the ball over and give the Vikings a short field. New Orleans is averaging three turnovers a game so far. Uh, Jameis, who's probably not going to play, is 13, 23, and 3 in toss-up spreads where it's three points or less. Oof. So in like games that are supposed to be close, Jameis does not cover the spread, including 0-2 this year. I don't know what Dalton's numbers are against the spread in that same context. Uh, the better team, let's see here, the better team while the line is under the key number. Take the better team here. So their Action Network is saying Vikings. So, all right, we'll start with Judd. Go around the room here. Who's going to cover? Who's going to win? Uh, the team that's going to cover is going to win because this is, you know, this is not a simple game, but this is a game that mentally strong team teams win. A lot of travel involved, yeah. weird kickoff time, body clock problems. But Kevin O'Connell, mm, he's done a lot of work to make sure that, that he solves that problem. So going to three and one with a 24 17 victory over the Saints will be your wow. Minnesota Vikings. Okay. There it is. There it is. There right it there. is. Vikings win. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Nice job. By the flag. All right. Uh, if, the, if the spread remains exactly at three, yes, the Vikings should have no problem covering. If, if it ends up moving maybe a little bit as we get close to kickoff to like five or six, then, yeah, you know, things might get a little more dicey there. But I think the Vikings have been a three-point spread should have no problem winning. I will go 28-10 Vikings. 28-10. Oh, I'm going to go with the blowout. Oh, yeah, you're going, oh, you're going big. You're yeah. going big. Old yeah. tweets exposed. I feel like Declan's onto something here. I, I feel like mm. Vikings win, Vikings cover. I think... The way it should play out is sort of how Declan said, where you you get right offensively. They have a hard time moving the ball without one of their best weapons and Michael Thomas and their starting quarterback. So, yeah, like this feels like it should be a 27 to 13, 27 to 16, something like that. I think your defense is going to give up some yardage still. Maybe they can hold the Saints to two or three field goals. But then there's like this. There's this other, there's the devil on my other shoulder. So that's what I, I'm going to make that prediction. That's that's what's going to happen. But there's another reality here of like the Vikings go to London and they look like crap offensively early right. and Kirk is struggling and throws a bad interception or something. And it's like they win it. They lose a game that they're supposed to win or they win a game ugly, which would be fine too. So I, I just kind of want it to look smooth and then go home and beat the Bears on a weird short travel week too. 
No. So, oh, we'll see. Dude, this league, though, I mean, it doesn't look smooth. That That's the thing. Like, that Detroit game is indicative of so many games that I don't know it's going to look smooth until post-buy if it looks smooth then. We'll see. That's we'll my see. thing. We'll see. Yep. We will see. So there you go. All right. We all pick the Vikings to win. We are all the kiss of death here yep. on this Purple Picks no, episode. Yourself. Thanks Keep for yourself, you hanging out with us. Judd's got his Vikings flag. And uh, we'll be with you on Vikings Ventline right after the Viking Saints game finishes up on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. See you. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.